Original People by Anna Cora Mollett Ritchie. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Put forth an original book, an original play, an original achievement in art, an original invention of science, and what a clamorous welcome echoes throughout Vanity Fair. What a grand eloquent praises are trumpeted from the lips of its graceful boothkeepers. Taking their cue from some outside oracle, what enthusiasm, what powers of appreciation, what critical acumen they display, but usher into the presence of good society, the presiding genius of that polite mart, an original person, oh, that is quite different, an intolerable innovation, a social nuisance. Good society is shocked that the intruder bears so little resemblance to the charming creatures whom she has stamped and molded, and curtailed of too luxuriant physical and mental proportion. She scans the singular individual with questioning and disapproving eyes, and of what a number of crimes, according to her code, she finds him guilty. His fervid nature has melted the smooth, waxed mask of polished simulation, and reveals strongly marked lineaments, deep lines, and uncompromising coloring. He has sought out the stature of his own soul, and found it was not just the measure of any other man's. He has burst the straitjacket of cramping conventionality, that his vigorous faculties might have free play. He has walked out of the verdureless, even-trotted path, leading to nothing, which myriads of feet are trampling with unprogressive treadmill motion. He has rent asunder what Aurora Lee calls the violet bands of social figments. He has dared to think for himself, to judge for himself, to act for himself, and not by the arbitrary law some feebler spirit has established. Convicted of these delinquencies, good society brands him with the terrible stigma of eccentric, odd, mad, and how quickly her handmaiden ridicule points at him her scornful finger, greets him with her dread laugh, and pursues him with her caustic jest. Eccentricity is such a fair subject for merriment, such an offense to good taste, such a parlor monster. Let us have none of it in these mincing kid-gloved dancing-shoe days. They are not at all dull, then, those stereotyped transcripts of commonplace humanity whom we encounter at every turn of this popular vanity fair. They are not at all wearisome, then, those men and women led by the tinkling of custom's weather bell, those fashion-plate patterns of one another in dress, those etiquette book copies of each other in manners, those living illustrations of propriety, who have been taught to move with the same motion, speak in the same tone, think the same thoughts, crowd down their souls into the same narrow actual, 
and shut the door against the contemplation of any high possible then too we must account them very wise in their conclusion that although an act may be good may be of importance to mankind may be a deed which justice or honour dictates yet if it would look singular if it has not been done by some other of their set before oh shocking it is to be shunned and denounced what pleasant profitable companions they make these repetition people what great actions great benefits and great examples the world may hope from them they have escaped the dreadful imputation of eccentricity is not that the summum bonum of a man or woman's existence shall we venture to remind them that not as a tree not as a leaf not a flower not a blade of grass is fashioned by the divine hand precisely similar to any other not a single human being is created without distinctive features and characteristics and that by the attempt of those servile copyists to conceal or obliterate the wonderful spiritual and physical individuality given to each they tacitly rebuke the infinite diversity of the creator's works shall we also dare to hint to them that as the eccentricities of genius is a common expression it may possibly suggest the inference that where there is most genius there is usually most originality of thought consequentially originality or eccentricity of expression manner and action thus may we not arrive at the potential deduction that original or eccentric people are usually persons endowed with uncommon capacities if not gifted with positive genius for ourselves we have the bad taste to avow the contact with thoroughly original spirits is to us refreshing and enlivening in the highest degree how their presence awakens stirs up a sluggish dead alive coterie how they infuse new ideas new pulses new vitality into lower duller more torpid organizations how they reinvigorate the great social artery by a process which resembles the physical practice patent in other days of injecting buoyant healthy blood into the flaccid veins of the feeble and dying these original minds force us to think startle us into feeling make us ashamed of our own insignificance inspire us to search out the purposes of our being cried excelsior in our ears impel us onward in the path of progress and so we bid them all hail we would not exchange one hour in the society of these strong and strengthening natures for a lifetime wasted basking in the meaningless smiles listening to the pretty nothings of the most charming duplicate of the most perfect model good society ever stamped with her superlative praise of uneccentric unexceptionable end of original people by anna cora Mowen. Read by Kelly Taylor.